What's going on, everybody? And welcome back into the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It's an NFL Wednesday on a Thursday. We're actually recording right about as Thursday night football is kicking off. Tom, the barn burner that should be the Bears and Commanders, the game America truly, truly wants. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Uh, a little somber intro for you. I don't know if that's because of the Giants. You sound a little depressed there. Um, but yeah, I, I late night at work yesterday, and I was I looked at the the because we could have tweeted out our picks, and I looked at it, and I was like, Sean is a crazy man if he bets Bears Washington a plus on a Thursday night. So I didn't think you were taking them anyways. You know what's funny is when you sent the card on Tuesday and you said I hate these games. Um, I was initially thinking about taking that game, but uh, I did it a couple more glances and said, no, I'm good. I stared at it, and I was like just thinking of outcomes like I do when I'm staring at the board, and I'm like, listen, the Bears could win 30 to nothing, and I wouldn't be like floored, or the or the uh, the Commanders could win 30 to nothing, and I wouldn't be floored. So I'm going to stay away. Yeah, smart decision. Um, and as we always discuss, these fucking Thursday night games, nobody has a real pulse on them. So. No, not at all. Same thing with London games, although I seem to have a pulse on it. Um, all right, speaking of which, let's jump in and do our recap. We're going to start, as we always do, with the locals. Um, Sean, I'll let you pick the team you want to lead off with. <laughs> I'm going to do the Giants and just get this <laughs> out of the way. Is that okay? Whatever you want, man. You're the bus driver. I'm just a rider, as Charles Barkley would say. <laughs> That's not what a CEO does. Um <laughs> All right, I, I have thoughts, and I'm I'm glad I've had a couple days to marinate. But I gave you I, an extra really, day too. It doesn't really matter because all the emotions I, and feelings I have now I had on Tuesday morning, or actually Monday night after the game, Tuesday morning. By the way, Will, please don't text me when the Giants are getting embarrassed. That's not the time. Um, did he I'm text good. you? Of course he did. Um, but, Listen, Peter Pan does not want to grow up. What do you want me to say? Uh, it's just like, dude, just shut up right Eventually, now, the Cowboys um, are going to get shit on again, and he's going to be in tears, and you're going to be texting I'm, him. So. I'm, and I'm going to be the first in line. I'm going to have his number ready to go. I bet I'm you wish you could go back in time to a week ago and chirp him a couple times during I the, during the Cardinals game. I just don't have to stand on, and that's the hardest part with this. And, bro, this is where I'm going to start with this giant situation is – I've gone through some really bad seasons in the last 10 years. And, and by the way, I want to remove myself and from this conversation in regards to you and Lions fans and Browns fans. And I understand that in my youth and in my time as a football fan, I have seen the highest of highs. I understand that I am not uh, jaded in that. I am certainly not trying to compare anything to what you've unfortunately gone through, what other fanships have gone through. But the last 10 years have been an absolute and utter fucking shit show. And Tom, it's, I feel like they're as lost and as completely removed from the giants. I grew up really rooting for as they've ever been. And I say that after the Joe judge fiasco, I say that after the Ben McAdoo boat trip, Geno Smith starting instead of Eli to con- to end his consecutive streaks uh, started. I, I I go through the Pat Shermer days. I, it's the Gettleman picks, the bad free agent moves, the poor trades, the complete lack of idea for what a team building situation should be. 
I went in blindly this year with after what Shane and Dable did last year to take a team that was literally kneeling in the shadow of their own end zone to a postseason and winning a playoff game. But that couldn't feel further away um, with what I'm watching right now. This is a team that's not prepared to play football. It doesn't know the personnel. You have your head coach snapping at your quarterback. And I'm going to do a 180 on Jones. Um, Last week, I really tried to defend him when we were on the pod with Will. He's just a guy. Um, It's evident when the team's not going well, he is just not the kind of guy that is going to raise up his level of play. And it sucks because I really wanted him to be. And I still think he deserved to be paid for two reasons. One, off of what he did last year. But Tom also, the Giants predicament. I mean, it's not like, what were you going to do? Go get Derek Carr? Go get Jimmy Garoppolo instead? Like, those are not better options, and they were drafting 25th. So um, it was the right move to make, but you're looking at it now, and I think Dable understands how limited he is with him. And um, the fact they had to pay him, I think Jones has PTSD from just everything because that interception is a throw that rookies don't make. And, um, that was what sealed it for me. And the emotion that I had was the worst kind of emotion, which was just apathy. I'm not excited for these games. I'm not looking forward to Giants football. It used to be I'm looking forward to the Giants and then the rest of the NFL. I'm looking forward to the NFL. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the Giants are playing. Like, they've been such an abject embarrassment now for the better half of eight years. Losing is fine. It happens. But the embarrassment that this organization has heaped on themselves through regime changes, through player personnel changes, um, like I said, okay, playoffs last year. I I almost wish they didn't make it because I feel like now this GM and this coach are on scholarship from that. But you got Evan Neal making comments about the fans now. Evan Neal hasn't done anything. As a matter of fact, it would be better if he didn't play because he's blocking his own players Monday night was a game that if they lost to the Chiefs, okay. If they lost to, you know, the Eagles or Cowboys, fine. It sucks, but I understand it. You lost to a team that's not really that much better than you. And they committed like 11 or 12 penalties that set them back 100-plus yards, and Geno got hurt. I, I'm, I'm like fucking done, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like fucking done. Well, it's, it, it, and I know it sounds really shitty for me to say this, as a jet fan. So that's why I'm like trying to no listen point of like, this is not about anybody else. Yeah. The giants are so far removed from the team I grew up rooting for. And the team that I thought would always kind of figure it out, even through some trials and tribulations. I can't rant anymore. Cause I'm probably putting people to sleep, but I can't, <laughs> man, this, this just fucking sucks. And I'm, I, I, the worst feeling I have is apathy where it's like a Sunday is going to come in the fall. And I'm like, I really don't care if I watch the giants. And that was never a thing. Well, first thing I'm going to say is, uh, you know, welcome to the jets fandom because from when I can remember, I am much more excited to gamble, uh, watch red zone for my fantasy team, pay attention to our picks. And then I will watch sometimes through these bad years, I wouldn't even put the Jets game on the television. It's just, I'll have a game that I care more about with multiple fantasy players playing and then have Red Zone on my computer. Um, this was actually the first year that I was, before Roger, excuse me, before he who cannot be named, number eight, 
his Achilles exploded, I was like, holy moly, I can actually like watch this team and sit down and watch every play. So welcome to my world. Um, It's, you know, I don't know what ring of hell this is, but welcome to it. Um, And yeah, I mean, like like you said, on paper, that Seahawks team is not much more talented than you guys, but they fucking embarrass you guys and they look like a Super Bowl contender. And that's we embarrass ourselves. That's really what. Well, yeah, yeah, that too. And, And and, you know, they they didn't even have their starting quarterback for like a quarter, a quarter and a quarter there. I think he only played like two and two and a half quarters, three quarters. Um, I mean, from a Seahawks perspective, their running game looks excellent. Um, and, and that fucking guy, the corner, uh, is it Witherspoon, Witherspoon. from uh, so Iowa? Amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You know, I listen, he's not sauce, and I'm going to – there's a few things I can defend on my Jets, and that's my fucking guy, and he's – the best corner in football, but Witherspoon's right up there with Sertan as number two already. That guy hits like a strong safety, yet he plays corner like a fucking corner. Uh, he's got all the tools. He's going to be one of the best corners in the league for the next 10 years. Yeah, he's remarkable. Um, he, he lays the wood. He plays every play perfectly. I feel like they were saying his name like one out of every four plays, and that's like unheard of for a corner. He had a couple blitzes, a couple corner blitzes yeah. flying off. And, and, he folded know, Danny Dimes. The Giants offensive line gave up 11 sacks, and it probably could have been more. And Daniel Jones, like, I think he's seeing ghosts. He might as well be darn Shame on your Monday night. Shame on your fucking coaching staff. First of all, you guys, for the last couple of weeks, even the Arizona game, which, I mean, you guys had to pull a win out of your ass, and kudos to Danny Dimes for that. Your team has looked unprepared, undercoached. Just, I mean, you can blame the personnel all you want. You guys, you have a much better team than you did last year, and you look 10 times worse. It's like Dable had a fucking lobotomy. And and Dimes sucked, but for certain points of the game where he sucked, I really can't blame him. I mean, like you said, the guy's getting sacked 11 times. And also, shame on your coach where... You know what? You're right. Danny Dimes might just be a guy, but at the end of the day, he's your quarterback and he's an expensive asset that you guys have. And you guys are down 24 to three. He's gotten sacked 11 times and you're still running him out there to finish off the game. Like fucking put whoever Tyrod Taylor, whoever your backup is now in just embarrassing by your head coach. Yeah. And he did that in the Dallas Sunday night game too. You didn't know why he was still out there. I think it's like a punishment thing. I don't get it. I mean, I've said this about Jones before so many times. It's punishment for what? The, play, the coach should the a, coach should punish himself. He should be he should have to live at, at the stadium for a week now or something because he's been just as shitty and unprepared as Danny Dimes. No doubt about it. Um, you know, again, this is I, I hated it and I mentioned it a few times with you. Can't remember if Will was on the pod, but I I I, I do have a little bit of PTSD from the Ben McAdoo team in 2016. That playoff run was very similar to last year, 11 and five, nine, seven and one, respectively bad opponents. Didn't score a lot of points. Um, you know, had a nice first year and then 2017 came and he didn't even make it through that season. Now Dable will make it through this season, but 
the reason McAdoo lost his job was because he embarrassed the organization with decisions that he made. Uh, retrospectively, you can go back and say maybe he was right to bench Eli because Eli was done. Maybe he was right to do this, that, or the third. But it doesn't really matter because when you're losing every game, you kind of lose your ability to defend yourself. And the Giants are not just losing games. They're getting humiliated. Tom, they've been outscored 77-9 to in first halves this year. Yeah, I, they haven't scored a touchdown in the first half. Um, I mean, honestly, the only explanation that makes sense to me is the fact that, and I don't really believe in this adage that, you know, target on your back or whatever. I don't even know if I believe in that in the NFL. But maybe last year, a, a, a way easier schedule. And also, you've said it yourself. I don't even think the Giants expected to make the playoffs last year. I think we had them winning like three games. So maybe they snuck up on teams last year, and this year teams are prepared for them. I, I, I don't believe through a 17 week season that they could get away with that for the whole season. But maybe that's the only excuse is that, you know, after a year, this team's got some tape out and, and teams are actually taking them serious, whereas last year they thought that they were going to roll over these guys. Uh, that's honestly the only explanation I can make. No, I, I think it's a fair one because everything you just said was right. They're, they're not sneaking up on anybody. I, the fact they got all these primetime games really fucking sucks because this is what happened a couple of years ago. Like, there was excitement around the team. I mean, I'm seeing parallels right off the bat. I'm seeing Darren Waller. He's the next Kenny Galladay. I don't think he's going to do anything. I, they can't get him the ball when he is open, and then he's not getting as open as he wants to. Um, I think he's going to have very little impact on the season. I think you're watching the three or four win team. And last year it was just, thank God Joe Judge was gone. Anybody other than Joe Judge. Hey, the last image we had of Giants football prior to the beginning of last year was Jake Fromm QB sneaking. Like, that's – at least anything could be better than that, right? Yeah. So for me, not what's now, not now? It feels like we're right back there. For me, what's what's really concerning is you know, if if Dable was making adjustments and he was trying to get players open and trying to help out Danny Dines, it'd be one thing. But it's just the unpreparedness that makes me extremely worried because maybe he maybe he had a fluke year just like McAdoo did, and he actually sucks. The worst part about what you just said is it's a thousand percent on the table. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. It's shitty. Yeah. I, I They're going to be moving down my pecking order of favorite teams. And not for, Tough. like, fraudulent reasons. Like, Well, them I'm and the Yankees worried. should both move down. I mean, shit. What do you have? Who's number got, one now? I mean, Bama? Oh, no, UConn. UConn no, basketball. fuck that. No, Bama will never, will never leave. Five. UConn basketball is like, coming off a natty, so. You, you, UConn, but, but you know that I watch UConn when they suck, too. But. I, I was more excited for Nets Media Day for this iteration of the Nets. That is not Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Like, I cannot wait to watch Nets basketball. I cannot wait to watch UConn basketball. I don't really want to watch the Giants. I feel like I have to, but now I'm just going to have it on red zone. I'm like, bro, my dad has Sunday ticket, and I watched the Cardinals game on it. I'm not going to turn it on at all for this week. I'm just going to have red zone on because they're playing the Dolphins. Lord knows when we get to our picks. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, that, that could be 80 to 10. Um, yeah, like, honestly, I'm, not, I'm more excited about the NFL in totality than I am about the Giants. And even through bad seasons, that was never the case. I would base my Sundays around what time the Giants are playing. Well, now that's how... Like, 
That's how I know that it's changed for you because you've never said anything like that before and you're just describing life as Jets fans. So welcome to hell, like I said. Yeah, it sucks. And that's why I really want to be careful because I know I'm not getting any sympathy from you and I don't want it. But it's just this is supposed to be a proud organization that even going through ups and downs and losing seasons, they were never a national embarrassment. They've been a national embarrassment for a long time now. And all the good graces that they got from last year, which people still didn't want to give them any credit for. And probably now I can understand why retrospectively they shouldn't have gotten that much credit. Like if, if this is the team that most scouts and insiders and of talent evaluators are seeing, then that everybody was shocked as hell that they did what they did last year. Right? No doubt about it. I, I, I think as a Giants fan, you I hate to say this, but I feel like you, the Giants fans in general, think the team is much more respected than it is because I've never really had any respect for the Giants. Can I tell I mean, you who the Giants are? Sure. The Giants are the Knicks. Mm. They live off past success. That Although I would to- love if sure. I would have been, you know, if the Knicks could have gotten the 2008 and 2011 titles, that would have been sweet for me. Of course. And <laughs> the Knicks, though, I think Knicks fans in particular – hold their team up with the Lakers and the Celtics and the Sixers. When, and you're not there, but a lot of Knicks fans believe they are because of the history. The Sixers aren't the there 70. either, though, by the way. The, the Sixers, Sixers haven't, not there either. The Sixers haven't won since, what, 78 or something like that? I don't I know. Think eight, I think 81 or Yeah, two. maybe 81 when they beat Magic yeah. with, uh, what's his face, uh, Moses and uh, Andrew yeah. Tony and whatnot. Was it Andrew Tony? Right. I don't know. Whatever. You are a, you are a basketball savant. Um, but... That's the thing is like the Giants, those two Super Bowl teams were not great teams. Nobody thought they would be where they were, but hey, wins are wins, right? I mean, shit, you're not going to complain about them. But they, there's this proud, you know, or, or you know, you had Art Rudy and John Mara, like we're Wellington Mara, like those were the patriarchs of the NFL. They've been around a hundred plus years. They've been in New York forever. But it's like you guys don't deserve shit. <laughs> like you, I don't know where this sense of the Giants way and where the near it's like you're just another team and I probably because of the time in which I was born and the time in which I became a fan and my very formative sports years they had good seasons even when they lost they were going at least to the playoffs or they were in contention for the postseason late in the season since 2014 it's been twice the rest of the seasons, they've never won more than six games. And a lot of them have started off 0-5, and 1-7. And, and, yeah, man, it's really hard to stay engaged with a team when you feel like you have no hope. And I feel like I have no hope. I don't, I'm don't. i seeing now a tank for Caleb Williams. What the fuck do I think that Caleb Williams is going to do for this team? Can he block? He can't <laughs> block. <laughs> is this the right I hate to see my boy Caleb on this Giants team. Me too. <laughs> Yeah. So no, anyway, and you know what the I, other thing I, I is? I had to get that off my chest. It's very interesting because usually I feel like owners don't get popular until teams are successful. Like Kraft didn't really get recognition until like Super Bowl number three, right? Mm. And the same thing with um, what's-his-face in Golden State, right? And you don't hear anything about the Chiefs owner or any of these great franchises, and it's like – all we hear about is the Maras. All we hear about is Jerry Jones. It's like, I want to hear about the guy that's in charge of winning fucking games. But unfortunately, your owners are wait. In your case, in Jerry's case, he want he wants all the glory. And in the Giants' case, they're way too loyal. 
and that's their Achilles heel. And the fact that we hear, oh, the ownership is so great. It's like, no, I want to hear about the fact that, oh, Robert Kraft, when the Patriots were great, gave complete control to Bill Belichick. And, and all down the line of all these great teams and these great cultures and great franchises, guess what you don't hear about? The owner. Right. And, and you know, Mara had the team passed down to him. It's not like he bought it and, and has this. I think he really wants to win, and I think he is embarrassed. And where I will defend Mara this time around as opposed to the previous, you know, six years of embarrassment and futility was he did go outside the organization to hire Shane and let Shane bring in his guy. He did not keep it in giant in the house. He did not say you have, this has to be a guy with giants ties. So I respect that. And I appreciate that. And I like that. That was something he was not comfortable doing, but he did it. And now it's just a matter of, did you hire the right guys? Um, and again, the scholarship's fucking over from last year. I don't care about last year. It doesn't matter anymore. Um, Cause you're right back to where you were. You just have a different GM and a different head coach. No doubt. And when they get blown out, it's only going to get worse from here because they're going to get their fucking shit pushed in this week. Um, so welcome to hell. Let's talk about my hell. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Jets 23-20. to um, You said it earlier, you're scared to get excited or something like that. And I'm scared to say too much about Zach Wilson, but there was some promising things that I saw from him this week. Um, obviously, he outperformed Patrick Mahomes. Everybody's making a big deal about that. Even the goats have bad weeks, so I'm not I'm not concerned about the Chiefs at all. They still got the W. Um, takeaways from the Jets, I, I just finally saw some type of growth and progress with Zach Wilson, um, and, and that was in the fact that he got rid of the ball quickly, which I've been screaming for. And that opened up a lot of other things for the Jets to be able to make the comeback attempt that they did. Um and that's all I'm going to take from that. I like what Hackett and Wilson did this past week. Um, they were they zeroed in on the fact that they have tremendous offensive line flaws, and Zach Wilson makes worse decisions the longer he holds the ball. Um, so he got rid of it quickly, and he was accurate. What else can I say? Do you like the fact that you could tell from the beginning of the game that they were opening up the playbook for him? Yeah, I do. It's like, screw it. If we're going to keep running this guy out here, we have all these these weapons. Let's at least try. We're, what's the what's the alternative the, the last couple of weeks? I got to tell you, man, that drive that he led out of halftime to lead the second half and then get that – to throw that touchdown pass and then get that two-point conversion, uh, the Chiefs' defense is legitimately good. Yeah, they he are. was getting praise from a lot of other from a lot of players on that on that sheet. Yeah, shout team. out to Chris Jones and, and yeah, and, seriously. And who was the guy the the washed Your up old friend Rodney Harris? Yeah, like bro, just fucking retire and ride off into the sunset. You're irrelevant. You're garbage. Okay, and and Zach sucks. Don't get me wrong, but that was that was classless. And shout out to Chris Jones. He could be a Jet in a second for me. That was a classy move by him. <laughs> it was a classy move, but that was the most. That drive was the most confident I've ever seen him play. And he is such a rhythm quarterback. Didn't you kind of get that sense where he completes one or two mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's that's like, why, oh, shit. Like, that's why I'm screaming at the TV when whenever we run out there for our first offensive possession. I'm like, just get him a couple of gimmies. Just get him going a little bit. You even saw it open up the running game for Brees, right? He almost broke that, what, 75-yarder? And that's the only way that's going to happen is if we start completing things in the passing game. I mean, even Will Smith said it. 
you know, if they're just going to keep running on first and 10, then they're just going to keep stacking the box. So I saw a lot of good things. And, and honestly, I, I can't think of a better loss for the Jets in a while. Can I tell you something? Go ahead. Your defense is really fucking good. <laughs> we are. And I was telling my buddy about it yesterday. Um, we were we were texting about it or something. I was like, look what happens. I mean, everybody was saying talking about the Jets' defense, talking bad about it. It's like, how the fuck can a team that only gets to take legit four plays off and then has to come right back out and they don't even get a breather, how do you expect them to be good for four quarters? They're eventually going to get demoralized and tired. This is what happens when you actually like keep your offense on the field and give the defense a chance to rest. I don't like the fact that they gave up 17 points to start the game, but when the Jets got, or when Kansas City was safetyed, and then the Jets, you know, game got flipped their, on that one. Points. It flipped, and you saw them. I mean, they were playing so aggressive. I love how you guys interchange your pass rushers throughout. Oh yeah, the three I mean, we got it we got a bunch awesome. of them. We got a bunch of them. For once, we have a pass rush. I mean, Johnson looks like a dog. McDonald, like I said, I loved him out of the draft this year. I think we got him what fourteenth pick or whatever we had. And then obviously um, Lawson as well. I mean, we we've got yeah, we've got horses, man. We got the horses in the back this year. And Zach Wilson again, all he needs to do is hold down the fort. And if he can figure out a way to train himself to just become more of a game manager with with the ability to sling it and run every once in a while, I think we're going to be okay. I've been telling you that, man. That that has been my hope for your team because. You, the thing that the Jets defense didn't do last year, no matter how good it was, is it did not create turnovers. Nope. But you're creating a lot of turnovers this year. And what I really am a fan of is that they feed off of the emotion. And I think it was stupid of DJ Reed to say we see ourselves as the 85 Bears, but every defense is going to say that because they're athletes and you have to have the irrational confidence. If, if you could just be a smart fan and throw that comment aside – this is a defense that can win so many games on their own, and they wreak havoc on really good quarterbacks. You saw what they did to, jo- uh, to Josh Allen. You saw what they did to Patrick Mahomes, and they garnered a lot of respect from Mahomes and Allen. You can win games, and I love the fact that now Wilson's going into a game where he has confidence because he's had none before, and that should alone give him that ability now to say, okay, here's a full game of tape. These are positives. Now translate those to a road game in Denver. To some points. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, again, I'm, I'm very happy with that loss. Uh, it does show some promise. Or, on the flip side, before we move on to the rest of our games here, which we can rattle off a little more quickly, it also could – we could go back – we could regress back to where we were two weeks ago, and then I'm just going to be screaming – are you fucking kidding me? He pulled the wool over our head when we could have gone out and got a quarterback or got um, what's his face that they picked up former Jet and Bronco Simeon. They could have yeah. got him some more first team reps, and Zach pulled the wool over our head. And now I got to sit with him for another three weeks. That would suck. It would suck. I, and you're rooting yeah. for it because you want me to be knocked down right there with your Giants because you're a bad I'm guy. Not rooting for it at all. <laughs> I'm not. I'm honestly not. I'm I, only I would kidding. Love, and I also last point on the Jets. I want to give your head coach and I want to give your players a lot of credit because on their two national primetime games that Monday night where they could have just folded up the tent after the man who cannot be named injury came out mm-hmm. and then uh, being down 17 nothing when all eyes and all content was on Taylor Swift and <laughs> they showed out 
they won on that punt return mon- that Monday night, and yep. then they were down and were a couple of heinously bad calls away uh, from potentially winning that game Sunday night. So, um, having watched my team twice on primetime with a forty nothing loss and a twenty four to three loss, how about your Jets? Because they actually showed out, and both those games were super entertaining, and one was your win. And listen, you beat uh, the reigning division champs in overtime in the first week of the season after your guy goes down and then you hold the reigning Super Bowl champs and one of the greatest players of all time, you almost you almost get the W against them. That's not nothing. Not nothing Especially at all, from where the Jets have been the last few years. Um, all right, let's move on to the Lions-Packers. I thought the Packers were going to take this game. I didn't pick it because I don't pick Thursday night games if I can avoid it. Um, I was mistaken. Packers were just could not get all get out of the gates at all they were just slow out of the starting blocks um jones didn't play a lot and that detroit defense looks looks much improved and that packers defense is pretty good and golf shredded them and that tight end i mean shit if my kids you know can catch a ball and he's a little and he's a little bit bigger than a wide receiver i'm sending his ass to iowa yeah they are a tight end factory aren't they which is hilarious because what I don't understand how these scouts even see these players because Iowa's offense has sucked over the last, like, 10 years. Yeah, they either have to run for a touchdown or they need their tight end. I mean, you go from Noah Fant to TJ Hawkinson to uh, yep. to Laporta. It's pretty pretty amazing. Um, for me, I just love the fact that Jerry Goff looks so confident in this offense. He threw an interception, he got right back to it, and then started slinging it all over the yard against, like you said, a good Green Bay defense. For me, it's going to be all about Detroit's defense um, and how good can they actually be because they should win this division as we go through the rest of the schedule. No doubt about it. I think their hard, most of their hard games are out of the way. They beat the Chiefs week one. I mean, this team's a lot better than even we think, and, and they're getting your former Alabama boy either this week or next week, Williams as well. Yeah, yeah. And the, honestly, uh, I, I think the NFL trade deadline is going to be interesting like it was last year which feels like the first time ever they're a candidate to go out and get a Devontae Adams a Higgins something like that as well beautiful I love that yes they are um because they should have a lead in this division where it's like hey let's not just cement ourselves as division champs but let's fortify ourselves because as of right now Tom there is the 49ers there's the Eagles and there's the Cowboys everything else is up for grabs and all three of those teams even though they're all super good are gettable. They all have some some Achilles heels. You're absolutely right. You also forgot to mention that George Kittle went to Iowa as well. I know I did. That's it, crazy. It's just incredible. Yep. Yeah, it really is. All right, moving on to the first of two London games that the Jaguars have, which is really their home. I I I would if Vegas had a bet up, I would bet the Jaguars to move to London within the next 10 years, no doubt. Yeah, because the NFL's putting pressure on them for their stadium in Jacksonville. Yeah, like, and hey, that guy Khan owns Andrew. them, and he's kind of an yeah. international business guy. Um, I actually think he got started in auto parts, believe it or not. Um, that's how he made his fortune. Um, yeah, I had this one from a mile away. Falcons couldn't even get off the bus. Kyle Pitts is the biggest bus of all time, um, and they're misusing him, and hopefully he gets traded at the deadline because I still do think he has a lot of skill. Falcons suck. Jaguars it was a get right game for them and they needed it because they got the bills coming up this week. I don't have much to add. Desmond Ritter is atrocious. Um, Can we get in what's his face from Washington? 
I mean, he's got to be better, man. I mean, I would I would put money down that Heineke's better than Ritter right now. Yeah, I would too. I think most people would. I think they want to make this pick work, but again, at the end of the day, I think he was a second or a third round pick. It's yeah, you didn't get over the it. former number two overall pick on him. Like this is not Zach Wilson. Like mm-hmm. move on, brother. <laughs> Absolutely. And thanks for rubbing salt in the wound. Um, Rams beat the Colts twenty nine to twenty three. He's got Trey Lance. Is that better? Thank you. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the Rams are better than we thought, and and this guy. Uh, uh, what's his name? Puka Nakua. There, you know who I'm talking about. This is why we're so good. Um, <laughs> he's the real freaking deal, bro. He 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 can get open, man. He, he uh, they're gonna have two Cooper Cups out there when he comes back. It's amazing, and uh, I give Stafford a lot of credit because he took some big hits in this game and he kept getting back up. Always and does. Always yep. does. Yeah. Always does. And as long as that back holds up for him. They can win games. And again, like I said before, uh, this is going to be the story of the NFC until proven otherwise. There are three teams at the top. Everybody else, you have a chance to enter the chat. And the Rams have a chance to enter the chat. Their schedule is not all that hard. They're getting Cooper Cup back. Nakua looks like a stud. Donald's playing great. needs some work, but Aaron Donald on that defense is is kind of re-energized, and that defense is looking not as good as it did a couple years ago when they won it all, but it's it shows signs of it at least. Yeah, and, and if there's weapons, which they've proven that they have, you can never count McVay out. Absolutely not. Because I think he's uh, motivated this year. I think he is too. They, now, remember, they have basically no assets to move to go bring in guys, um, but that's okay. They're playing with house money. Two years ago, they were expected to win. This year, I think they can just get in as a wild card and maybe wreak some havoc. Uh, on the Colts side, Anthony Richardson came back from his concussion and looked really, really good, man. He's mm-hmm. going to do some things every game where you're like, yep, that's why he was picked third overall. No doubt about it. I, I've given up on my QB evaluations unless I see a guy and I know it. I am not. I don't want to listen to anybody because the guys that are going to be busts aren't, aren't busts now, and the guys that aren't ready are ready, so I don't even care what these people have to say anymore. I'm just going to trust my own eyes. Do it. You're a college football guy now, so yeah. you can you can read through you can read through the wins and losses. No doubt about it. All right. Um, by the way, I, I I wanted to asterisk this game. Ravens beat the Browns twenty eight to three because Deshaun Watson. I don't know if it was a day of or the day before. They announced it that morning. Yeah, bro. and honestly, I, I felt kind of bad. Like I'm not going to give you the point back, but no, you can't. I want to I want to suggest a rule. This is a collaborative pod even though at the end it's a di- at the end of the day it's a dictatorship and I'm the boss, but I just want to <laughs> say, you know, if you wanted to text me and say, "Hey, I want to change my Browns pick. I don't feel great about it. Can you tweet out a new one?" I I'm saying I'm cool with that. I feel like this might be the first time this has ever happened or maybe it's just the first time I noticed it. I don't know if you're cool with that. No, I, I can't do it. I, I made that pick. It is what it is. Things happen in this league. If he got hurt in the first quarter, it wouldn't have been any different. By That's the true. way. That's true. They're not going to refund your bet. No, right? and by the way, I, I have a big old stinking asterisk next to my preseason predictions because of the man who cannot be named. So uh, I didn't ask for a refund on that. So oh, I forgot. It, I forgot. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. I don't think it I is. forgot that you picked them to win the Super Bowl. I think I just tried to block it out. It's I like PTSD. And notice I didn't bring it up until now because yeah. it was never relevant until now. But no, if you make a pick, you got to live with it, and I and I do. Okay, I respect that. All right, we'll we'll keep it the way it is then. 
Vikings beat the Panthers twenty-one to thirteen. Oh, this... we didn't talk about we didn't talk about how good the Ravens looked. Well, yeah, yeah, I know you want credit for that because you love their offense. Their offense looked finally like something that that resembled a professional offense, mm-hmm. and I know the Browns' defense was on the field and DTR was abysmal, but this this Browns' defense up until this point had been impenetrable, but they they didn't look great in this game, and Lamar looked as confident as he has in a while. Yeah. He's doing a lot with not a lot, too, because outside of Andrews and the new rookie receiver, who is it? Um, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers. There's really not much there. I mean, their running game is abysmal outside of Lamar, and they don't have any other wide receivers. But, listen, it's their defense is starting to put it together, though. They really are. It is. Yeah, it is. And this was a good game for them to build some confidence again with the rookie backup. No doubt. All right, now we can talk Vikings Panthers. This was, I think, this was tied at halftime. I'm not sure, but then Cousins brought him back, and the Panthers just suck. I don't care. This this did nothing for me for the Vikings. I still don't like that team like I did at the beginning of the year. No, no. I mean, this was their first win of the year, and you know they were Cousins threw a pick six early, and the, if if the Panthers offense could score any points, they would probably have lost this game. Yep. No, no doubt about it. Um, that's two non-playoff teams. Team that I picked to win the Super Bowl isn't doing too well either, 27-3. to I give all the credit to the Titans here. Bengals came out flat. Higgins got hurt, which might affect his trade, whatever, value. Burrow, that's an injury that apparently all the experts are saying that's a tough injury to play with because you can't push and whatnot. I'm. I don't care. I'm. I'm still rolling with the Bengals. I think they're going to squeak into the playoffs. They only need nine wins in a 17 game season. I'm going to give all the credit to Vrabel. I, I. I think he just coached the shit out of this game and just confused the Bengals. I hate Zach Taylor as a coach, but I think they're the Bengals are going to go on a run in spite of that. It's weird. The Titans have looked like one of the worst teams in the league, two Tana, of their games, well, they, and they've looked like two of the best, or yeah. like one of the best in two It's of their a games. reflection of their quarterback. Tannehill looks like <laughs> yeah, Tannehill looks right. like he shouldn't even be allowed to get on the bus one game, and then the next game he looks like an MVP. Their defense was awesome in this game. They made Burrow uncomfortable. You're starting to see some cracks already in that locker room with Jamar Chase mouthing off. And I would say this to Jamar Chase. You've been playing with Joe Burrow for like five consecutive seasons. You know how amazing he is. You know he's hurt and playing through an injury, whether he should be or not. That's not my that's not my place to say, but that's a tough injury. He's not getting you the ball, but we know you're open. We know you're one of the best. Uh, don't hang your quarterback out to dry who's done so much for your fucking career. Yeah, and the week before that, he had like a 120-yard game, so it's not like it's not like it was a continuation of the rest of the season. You got right the week before that. Shut your mouth. Um, by the way, did you you know Jono Smith on the Falcons had 95 yards? So clearly it's not like a tight end problem there. I don't know what's going on. I don't think they have any idea how to use Kyle Pitts, and I don't think he has any idea what they're trying to do with him. I think, you know what it is? I think that in a perfect world, if it didn't matter, they would just put him at wide receiver and call him a wide receiver, but they don't want to pay him like one, and they're scared to put him out there. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it I is. think he it's, would dominate. To have a guy like that with that skill set be completely shut down, and, and he's an afterthought. Like I don't play fantasy, so I don't even know where he would be drafted amongst tight ends, but I, I don't even think about him. Um, 
like I, I don't even consider him a viable option when I'm watching Falcons games because I, I feel like I never see him do anything. Yep. No, no doubt about it. Another thing we didn't mention for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor is practicing, so that's something to keep yeah, an eye is. on. I think he's yeah. going to end up playing, and I've got my fingers crossed because I picked him in fantasy this year. I took the risk, and hopefully it pays off. Go well, big good dogs. news for you is he did say today that as he's practicing and ramping up that he is going to uh, commit to and fulfill his contract this year once he's uh, once he's ramped up and ready to go. That ACL is good. So, well, you heard he it here first. For those for those in my league, Jonathan Taylor's on the block. Anybody wants to okay. trade for him, I'm willing to talk Open a little turkey. Bidding. But I don't lose trades, and everyone knows that. Um, the, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Baker Mayfield, beat the Saints twenty six to nine. Listen, I I I watched on YouTube last night a bunch of crazy things about Baker. How he's just making the right pass every time. Now the fact that he's holding the ball a little bit longer, letting the routes develop for the for the uh, receivers in Tampa, as opposed to Tom Brady, who the second the ball was snapped was throwing it, is actually benefiting them. Not to mention they had so much talent on that team just from the last couple of years that it's kind of holdovers that I'm really not surprised that they're playing this well. It was just basically Baker. Yeah, uh, as you know, and as the listeners who've been with us since the get-go understand, I have not been the world's biggest Baker Mayfield fan. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I gave him his flowers in that 2020 season when they won that Steeler playoff game, and he, he was great. And I thought, you know, he played that role of, well, I'm the tough guy playing through an injury, but also give me, uh, don't, you know, don't shit on me because I'm not playing well. So I, I didn't like that, and most of the commercials and anointing him's whatever that happens with the first overall pick a lot. That's not really his fault, but um, he's played great. He's been really good. And it's funny how the greatest quarterback of all time doesn't make his team the best of all time when he's a statue back there, because that offensive line is still not very good, but at least they have a guy who's mobile now and can create plays and make things happen. Get rid of the ball quickly, but not instantaneously. Let guys get through their route. Perfectly put. And that that defense is phenomenal, man. It really, really is. I, I am, I am very happy with what I'm seeing out of Baker. I hope they can sustain it because this is a team that if they get in, they could upset somebody because of that defense. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, all right, moving on to the next game. The Bills made quite a statement beating the Dolphins 48-20. to Another, I, I, The Dolphins just felt out of whack to me. I think Waddle went out for a little bit in this game as well as Tyreek Hill. Um, Tua was flustered, and this was the first time where Tua got smacked up a couple of times, and I got a little nervous. But Bills' defense looked amazing. Hamlin played in this game, and their offense just looked like a juggernaut. I mean – Everybody was making plays for them. We know the Dolphins' defense stinks, but did you take more out of this game in terms of, oh, shit, Buffalo is as good as they could be, or is this a step back from Miami after their 70-20 to win? Personally, I think this is a step back from Miami. I I think Miami is going to make the playoffs quite easily, but then I, I, I think when the winter comes and whatnot and, you know, it's nut crunching time and, and you need every yard and every yard matters. I think that they're going to have a, a little bit more trouble, especially because of that defense with Ramsey being out the whole year. Right. Yeah. He might come back towards the end of the regular season or postseason, but that's a tough time to get him acclimated. I mean, I still have my concerns over the bills just 
given what's happened to them the last couple of years, where they seem like they've fallen off towards the end of the season. But I think this this proves that the Dolphins might be a step below just because of their defense. My only caveat with the Bills is I think that's a perfectly fine narrative, particularly last year. But I still try to remember everybody. They had a lead with 11 seconds left in that yep. divisional game. Yeah, it was just City. Patrick Mahomes. That's not like, it's not like they lost. And, and, and they never got the ball back in overtime game. either. Exactly. So yep. to me, it's like, yeah, they've fallen off, but that's a fluky loss that sometimes happens. But you last year, they definitely fell off. And I don't know. I, I think as the weeks go by, man, and if they continue to stack games, maybe not to this level, but they have looked awesome since that week one against your team, who, by the way, have Josh Allen's number. Like, sometimes you just have teams you don't play well against, and, and the Jets happen to be Josh Allen's kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that elbow injury was a, a, a real thing last year because he certainly looks like he has conviction behind every throw and he can make every throw right now. No doubt about it. And you know who really pisses me off is Diggs. I love him as a player, but like go play go play a game with with Ben Roethlisberger ten years past retirement, or go play a game with Zach Wilson as your quarterback, or whoever the Jets <laughs> had last year. I mean, he complained about Cousins. I get it because he doesn't win that much, but he's still a very good quarterback for the regular season. And he's complaining about Josh Allen, like. Yeah. Who do you want to throw you the ball? You want me to fucking dig up? Is Johnny Unitas dead? I don't know. But do you want me to dig <laughs> him up is. if he is? I mean, who do you want to throw you Listen, the football? I, I'm scared to do that after my David Stern uh, comment. No, I but I, I, I do that. think Johnny Unitas is no longer with us. Yeah, I, I should double check that. But yeah, Diggs pisses me off. But the Bills, I thought, looked really good. And the Dolphins, I just think that defense is going to bite them in the ass. Next game. I don't even have to do a second on this. The 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 Broncos beat the Bears 31 to 28. It shouldn't have been this close with Russell Wilson as your quarterback. I don't care. You should have won that game by 20. Um you have anything else to add? No. Um the Bears didn't not going for the field goal was my version of okay, they are officially tanking. Um because how you don't go for 3 uh at that point in the game doesn't make any sense to me, but okay and Tom all I can say is you just better beat this Broncos team because right mm-hmm. now I'm thinking that the Bears are the only team that Denver could possibly beat. They were down what twenty one to three at one point. Yep. No, they were. They, I don't know how they came back. Johnny Unitas did pass away, by the way. Um, yeah. September eleventh, two thousand and two. So he's been gone for a while. <laughs> All right. Pete. All right. I just had to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I'm scared to do it. I, I had a hundred percent conviction behind the fact that he did was he go gone. to college. He started playing in, like, the early 1950s. Oh, yeah, he went to Louisville. But, again, I'm scared to do it after David Stern. Rest in peace. Yeah, he went to Louisville uh, in college. By the way, I hope I didn't ruin this for you, where now we have David Stearns as as Mets president of baseball ops, and you start thinking that that's the wrong guy. No, 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 not at all. I know they're different guys, but, I mean, talk about a guy that just came in and did a full takeover. Their GM stepped down today. Yeah, Epler, goodbye. Can you believe this? So Johnny Unitas got drafted in the ninth round in the of the NFL draft, and he was on the for the first season of his career. He was on the Pittsburgh Steelers practice squad. I can believe that because that was back when guys. I think there was like seventeen or eighteen rounds. No, I know, and that's that's not the bigger deal. The bigger deal is the fact that practice once the Steelers squad. got him in there, he was on their fucking practice squad. Who was their quarterback? 
It wasn't Bradshaw yet. No, not He's at all. He's still with us. He, yeah. He shouldn't be on television anymore, but he is still with us. <laughs> he shouldn't be reading highlights. <laughs> no. Um, all right, let's talk about the Eagles beating the Commanders 34-31. to The Commanders gave this game away seven different ways, maybe 20 different ways. Uh, the Eagles came out flat. They sucked, but they figured out a way. I think this – this Eagles team's gonna go on a run eventually, and if they just they might go undefeated if they keep beating these, they keep squeaking by in games that they should lose. You know, Washington has been to them what the Jets have been to the Bills. Honestly, like it's it's yep. been they they remember they knocked them off on that Monday night last year to to be uh, to give them their first loss. They play them really tough, and I took away two things in this game. One. That last drive that Sam Howell orchestrated, we might have a legitimate quarterback. I don't know if we're going to see a Pro Bowl quarterback yeah. or if we're going to see a Super Bowl winner, but I think he's legitimately good because he's he – I got runs, a comp. He's got a great arm. Okay, go. Andy Dalton. Okay. He runs a little it. bit, got a little bit of something behind that arm, um, doesn't make a shit ton of mistakes, isn't the greatest quarterback of all time, but you feel okay running him out there. Hey, if he's Andy Dalton for four or five years, that's a really good team, especially with the playmakers they have around him. By the way, the second part is, Tom, what are you thinking? Like, should they have gone for two there to have a chance to grab the game? I know what uh, Rivera said where he's like, oh, my guys were gassed. Riverboat's a bitch. He's not Riverboat anymore. He's like, your defense isn't gassed? Like, Seriously? Yeah, a thousand percent. Go back off after after just going for a game tying drive. Like that made no sense to me, man. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in if you're a home dog or if you're a dog in general, and they were probably I don't remember the spread, but they were definitely a big dog to the Eagles. You well, always go for road. it. This was in Philly. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, regardless, home dog, road dog, whatever. Like you're not beating this team in overtime, so just go for it. If you're a dog, a significant dog, if you're more than a more than a two and a half point dog, go for it always. I'm not a commander fan, but to me, I think this would be a perfect time to go for it because you have Philly on the ropes. If you if you score that, if you convert that two point conversion, you upset them and ruin their day. And if you don't get it, it's like, hey, we went for the win on the road against a team people thought we were going to lose by like 32. So team that went to the Super Bowl last year and brought everybody back and more, pretty much. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I will 10 out of 10 times go for it there. Agreed. All right, uh, Sean, you didn't do too great in picks this past week. Texans oh. beat the Steelers 30-6. to It's very early, but Stroud looks like a real guy, and he's got some weapons there as well. Um, I got to give kudos to the Texans for, for drafting and acquiring very well over the past couple of years. Kenny Pickett, maybe it's the second glove. Do you think it's the second glove? <laughs> I never liked it's two glove guys. Because we were just giving him props a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he just is missing everything. Like, uh, how many times can I watch a, a replay and it's just of him getting sacked or, or whatever and just a wide open guy on the other side of the field? He's just not seeing anything well. Um, the jury's still out on him, but I would be a little nervous. I would be nervous too, but you have some things working against him. His offensive line is not particularly good. His running uh, game is garbage. Have, uh, what's that? I said his running game is garbage. His running game is garbage. That's another factor. Najee Harris is running with fucking steel toe boots. Um, <laughs> and then you've got... Um, Cement block feet. Yeah, seriously. And then you've got... Let's be honest, dude. Like, his playmakers with George Pickens out, like, 
They're or, uh, not out. I'm sorry. Uh, who's the who's the no, um, missed in uh, the second week? The guy you don't love, but is a potential. he's a good receiver though. I know he's who you're talking receiver. about. In any in any event, he doesn't have. A I'll lot get the name for you. Yet. You just keep going. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. There you go. So so he's missing one of his guys. Whether he's a great player or not is still an option for no, him. No, he is though. He is a so very good player. Yeah, and George Pickens is is acquiring a lot of double teams and. Yeah, it, it's he has a lot of factors working against him, Pickett, that is. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it's very safe to say that the jury's still out. I, I, one name that is not being talked about enough on Houston's side is obviously C.J. Stroud deserves the lion's share of the credit because he still has not thrown an interception. I don't know if you saw his postgame comments, but talking about how Tex- he wants Texans fans to feel proud. Um, I think he has all the leadership and tangibles you want in a franchise quarterback, especially since he's playing great. But their other first-round pick, Will Anderson out of Alabama, the D-end, he's been awesome, too. He's been getting a lot of pressure on uh, on opposing quarterbacks. So uh, the Texans seem like they hit a home run in the draft. They definitely did. And he, he uh, Stroud might be what we thought Bryce Young was going to be. Yeah. Although I, I got to give Bryce Young some time just because he has we no offensive line and his best weapon is Adam Thielen, who anyone in the league could have had. So – we we have to give him a little more time. I thought it was hilarious that the Falcons said that, or not the Falcons that the Panthers said that they wanted to get a number one wide receiver after they just traded away DJ Moore. Um, <laughs> but regardless, let's move on. The Chargers beat probably the game that they played. They probably could have beat it. Beat what? Beat it. Probably could have beat four teams in the league, and the Raiders just happened to be one of them. Staley wanted, just kept trying to give it to him. Second straight week, he tried to give the game away. And the other team wasn't good enough to take it. Minnesota two weeks ago, Vegas this week, uh, Garoppolo didn't play. O'Donnell, O'Connell, whatever his name is, didn't look all that bad, but no. he's not great. Um, and then you have your quarterback out there with a fucking broken finger. Uh, at least that's what it looked like. Airing it out down the field on fourth and one, as you easily could have punted that away. It's just, it's classic, but the last two weeks he's gotten away with it. Yeah, now I'm at the point where I almost think he's trying to use analytics against analytics, where he's like, well, the analytics say to do this, but the other analytics say to do this. So I'm just, I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I'm seriously, I like he, the, the, the math doesn't even make sense. Um, all right, the Niners beat the Cardinals. Is this score correct? 16 to 5? I don't, uh, 35, 16. I'm sorry. Oh. I forgot the three. No, that's it would not a, have been five to 16. That's okay. I was going to say, I thought the Niners put up a lot of points. <laughs> yeah. This team's, this team's really good. Honestly, the only thing that's going to hold them back outside of health, which is a given is that maybe in the playoffs, Brock Purdy, you know, turns into the last pick in the draft. That's the only thing really that could hold them back. They have so much talent across the board. They're using McCaffrey perfectly. They're keeping him healthy. Best team of football. Most talented team in football. Brock Purdy's the only thing that's going to hold him back, and he might be a dog. I keep saying that he's going to be, and then he has a game like the other day where he literally only had one incompletion and a perfect passer rating. And it's like, I want to say, oh, well, he only throws screen passes. Oh, he throws wide open passes. You know, the kid has some fucking moxie to him, and he, he hasn't does. lost a game to the starter. So I don't give a fuck how good your team is. There's going to be at least three plays in the game where you got you have to make a play, whether it's tight coverage or you have to make a read or a decision, and, and he's got the balls and the moxie to make those plays. Four tutties for fucking McCaffrey in this game, man. It's just they're unstoppable. It's and, I, and I'm done. 
I'm really done trying to just like shit on Purdy. Like, you know what? Maybe uh, how long did people give Brady until it was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe this guy's actually really fucking good. I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady. Everybody calm down. But it's like, hey, maybe maybe he actually is really good and this team just wins with him. So give him credit. I, the, honestly, the Panthers, the whole the whole organization should go to jail for giving away McCaffrey <laughs> to, to the Niners of all teams. It's just bullshit. But um, it sucks. Because you also feel like you're keeping him in jail on such a terrible team. True, so. true. Could have given him to somebody else, like a mediocre team. Um, final game, Cowboys murdered the Patriots 38-3. to The Patriots fucking suck. Mac Jones, in my opinion, is done. And I know he doesn't have a lot of wide receivers out there that give him really any help getting open. But the Patriots have a pretty solid defense with some players on it. I know Judon was out. You shouldn't be losing 38-3 to in any game. Judon got hurt, and now Christian Gonzalez is out for the year. Yeah, I know. That sucks because he was another. This corner draft was great. Patriots yeah, suck. In, no, they really. Does this give you a smile, like a nice big smile for all the fucking Patriot years you've had to watch over the last 20 years? Pretty much since Brady left, I've had a smile. Yeah. I mean, yeah. with the Cam debacle and then. Mac Jones had a good rookie year, but then last year with the Stidham or who's it wasn't Stidham, it was somebody else. No, it's it, it's Bailey Zappy. Zappy, I I listen. I'm grinning from ear to ear. I'm ready for it to be over with. But I mean, we got the Dolphins, we got the Dolphins and the Bills in our division, so there's not too much to to giggle about. But Cowboys looked great. Dak looked really good. I don't care. I got to see it against good teams. Tom, they've had three games where they've looked like the best team in football, and then yeah. one where, again, you're just like, what happened? I know, and the problem with that is is past results are indicative of future happenings, and unfortunately that's... Very profound of you. Thank you. Um, history repeats itself. That's just kind of how it goes, and I, I just think that that game, that stinker game, is just inevitably going to happen in the first round of the playoffs like it does every year for the Cowboys. Yeah, they their best bet obviously is to win this division. So they gotta they get, get by. Yeah, yeah. Well, then they then they automatically get to go to the to the second round. That's pretty cool. Exactly, but no, man. I mean, Dak looked really good because again, in the three games they've won, they've asked him to do very very little, mm-hmm. which is their game plan. They want to wreck games with their defense. They want to run the ball, control the clock, and let Dak make the simple, easy throws and plays. And when you have Three teams that they played whose offenses couldn't do anything. Um, that's going to set themselves up for a lot of success. Their defense was opportunistic. Um, I'm drawing a blank on, oh, Bland, the corner that stepped in for Diggs, had a pick six. Um, Mac Jones is bad, and I thought he'd be better in the NFL, mostly because of the place where he went. Um, and for all the obvious reasons, as you stated, they're, they're not very good. But you also got to remember – and this is where, again, I, I'm going to harken back to what you said about evaluating quarterbacks from their college days and just use your eye test. Mac Jones looked really good in 2020 for Alabama. He played with Jameson Williams. He played with um, uh, Devontae Smith. Like, he, he played with so much talent. It's just like, yeah, he was going to put up pretty good numbers. Great running game, great offensive line, a lot of first-round picks on that team. So, no, no doubt. No doubt about it. And I just think Mac Jones doesn't have it. Makes bad decisions, doesn't have the arm strength. Just if like if, if with Mac Jones's playing ability, 
athleticism combined with arm strength or whatever, you have to be Tom Brady. You have to be a perfect passer. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing, too, just to put a bow on this, is Ronde Street. Ramonde Stevenson looks awful. Garbage. He came – honestly, I shouldn't be saying this because I need to lose shed a few pounds before my wedding. He looks fat. <laughs> he did not look this fat last year. And that's coming from a guy who people probably say that about me right now too, compared to you know back in my back in my glory days. Listen, man, you got you got time before the wedding to shed a few. You're, no you're doubt, look, honestly, you're bro, gonna look, you're gonna look splendid. I have no doubt. I've been meaning to consult you. I'm thinking about doing a cycle of steroids. I don't know how bad it is for you. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Let's well, off the off the pot. I'll tell you the ones you really got to stay away from. Let's recap some pics. May not be the worst thing in your in your world, but uh, stay away from the anabolics. Okay. All right, I'll file that away. Maybe some growth, or no, I'll wait on that. I'll wait on that till I need it. Um, yeah. You're still a young man. Your your t- your T level should be fine. You I, I think I'm good in that department. All right, <laughs> moving on. Let's recap some picks, Sean. You went one and three this week. You missed yeah. the Chiefs. Uh, you switched to the Seahawks, and you got that right. Um, I didn't switch. I have plenty of conviction on that pick. Yeah, you're right. I accidentally wrote Giants. I don't know why. Um, and you got the Steelers and Cleveland wrong. You went one and three. You're at seven and eight. God damn it. I had a better week. I went three and one. I only got the Chiefs wrong. I got the Seahawks right, the Jaguars right, and the Sperm Bank pick of the week, and the Cowboys right. Uh, after that, Owen. Good pick by you. I don't know why I didn't pick that fucking game. Thank I think you. I was just mad at Will. Might have been, but you, you know what? Listen, when there's money on the table, you got to think like a businessman. No, I know. I, I yeah. I don't let it happen wrong. again. That's okay. Um, <laughs> So I have I have crawled back from my 0-4 start to the season during the worst week of my life when he who cannot be named went down, and I am at 8-7. and seven, So I have kind of turned it around to above 500, which I'll take. Will Smith's picks, um, he had Kansas City. That was wrong. He had the Vikings he got right and the Cowboys he got right. I have to go back and listen, or Will, you can text in, whatever, I have him as picking the Giants in this game, so I have him at two and two. But he could have picked the Seahawks, and I just wrote it wrong. I don't know. I don't remember. I, Nor don't, do I, I. think he took. I think he took the Giants from what I. I think I was the only one that did. Will's two and two. No, I took the Hawks. Oh, you took the Hawks. Okay. Goddamn right, yeah, I took the Hawks. I know yeah, what I'm doing. No, I think I think he took the Giants. Yeah, that's right. He took the Giants, and you and I each took the Seahawks. He took the Giants as a reverse chinks, but he wanted to make it look like an olive branch to you. You know it. All right, let's uh, let's pick some games here. You ready you for this? Do you, you want to? Um, all right, first game I have. Sorry, I'm just trying to pull up the spreads here because I sent you a picture of them. Um, first game I have, I, I did the Jets first. I hope that's okay with you. That's fine with me, buddy. You, whatever you want. Uh, the Jets are in Denver. Denver is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets' money line this week, too. I'm going to put a little bet in on it. The Jets should dominate this Broncos team. Russell Wilson should be running for his life. And a couple of years ago, that would have been scary, but he's too slow now. The Jets should win this game outright. Do you hear uh, Marshawn, by the way, when he was on uh, uh, Shannon Sharp's pod? No. About how like, he had no relationship with Russ at all. And he's like, he's just my quarterback. And when he threw the interception in the goal line against New England, he literally laughed at Pete Carroll's face. <laughs> I love Marshawn. I do, too. And Marshawn has good relationships with a lot of players on that team, so you know it's a Russ problem. 
Yeah, we've been saying this for a long time. Like, you do not have that many ex-teammates who, one, would you speak out that much against you. Like, the NFL is a fraternity. Like, you even saw all the guys come to Zach Wilson's defense and all that. Like, Even after his league. dumb shit last year. But he was just a dumb kid, yeah. and everybody realizes that. No, well, like, my point is is that, like, this is a fraternity. These guys don't throw under play- other players under the bus unless there's personal beef, right? So, like, mm-hmm. the fact that you see this many guys be like, yeah, we, we didn't like him. He's... He's kind of a jerk. He's kind of a diva. So, anyway, uh, I don't need to say much more about this game. I'm taking the Jets as well. Yeah, I already wrote down that you were going to take the Jets. I had a feeling. Um, Following game, Giants travel to Miami. At least they'll be enjoying the warm weather as I'm in fucking Canada. Um, (laughs) The Dolphins are 10.5-point favorites. I don't have to say much here. Give me the fins on a – Listen, Hungry Dog runs faster, and they need a win after the loss to Buffalo, and and the Giants suck. So, give me the Dolphins. Let's see. They beat the Broncos seventy to twenty. They put at least forty-five on the Giants. Whoa. Okay. So I'm just going to pencil in the Giant, uh, the Dolphins minus ten and a half. Yep. All right. My first out of market game. I'm hoping this one's a layup. It feels like it is. I'm going to take the Detroit Lions minus eight and a half. I got a feeling you took them too. Son of a fucking bitch, I did. I know you did. I mean, the Packers are obviously better than the Panthers, and they just beat the Packers by 14, so they should win this game handily. Carolina can't score any points, and Detroit at home, yeah, I like this eight and a half. Final pick for me. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, but I have to take it because they're my Super Bowl pick. Sperm Bank pick of the week, which let me let me take a look, um, is one – to three and one through four weeks, by the way. Yeah, your yeah, your week one sucked, and ever since then, the, the there's been a lot of prosperity. Yes, um, if you've been betting with me, you should be up money because I'm eight and seven. Um, Bengals minus three. They, this is a must win for them. All right, not a bad pick at all. I, I I feel like the time is now for that team to turn it on. Injuries or not, uh, I'm going to Pittsburgh. Baltimore is a four point. Road favorite, give me the Ravens. They looked awesome against. Uh, going back against to the well, huh? And I'm going back to the well because I know they lost the Colts. That game sucked, but Pittsburgh may not have their quarterback. We just talked about their problems. They lost 30 to six in Houston, and even though Houston's improved, Houston's not very good. So, uh, yeah, give me the Ravens. Come on, Lamar. I like that. All right, you got any good plans for the weekend? I already told you I'm going to Canada. Yeah, bro, what are you doing up there? What's the whole plan for the trip? Uh, it was supposed to be a surprise for my fiance's mom, my future mother-in-law, for her 60th. Um, but she found out. I don't know. People got big mouths. It wasn't me. Um, but we're going to Niagara Falls. So. Well, have a good time. Thank Happy you. Happy birthday to the future mother-in-law. Yeah, this was like a month ago. It was her birthday, but we're going to the Canadian side. Everybody says you got to go to the Canadian side when you go to Niagara Falls. I've never been, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to bring the clubs. Um, it'd be cool, even if it's a shitty course, just to say that I played in Canada. I like to collect all the ball markers from each state I play in, so it would be cool to play internationally. Technically, it is. Um, so that's what I got going on. I mean, yeah, but it's Canada. I mean, it's not like I'm playing different than being down here and driving seven hours to the border. Yep, that's true. Which is not the safest place right now. Um, No, yeah, I'm not. If I don't play golf in Mexico in my life, I'll be okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, currently having anything on the agenda, man, because 
I need to rest because a week from today I will be uh, up in Connecticut for Frenchie's wedding. So that I am totally cool with this weekend. Maybe just doing a couple things around town. But college crazy. football. This is the first weekend of ACL. So Austin's going to be fucking packed. So what's ACL? Uh, the Austin City Limits Music Festival. What's bigger, that or South by Southwest? Well, they're two different things. Um, ACL is Pure Music Festival in Zilker Park. Um, and then it's two weekends. Um, and then South by is more of like a uh, kind of hodgepodge of. It's like a tech forum. Tech and film and art and music and food. So it's that's much different. Um, I would say ACL is bigger. Wow. Okay. Well, I think we should go to South by Southwest. I think that's more of our speed. That's in March, man. Anytime. That's a perfect time of year to come down. I mean, October is too. I went to ACL five years ago before I moved here. Um, the year Paul McCartney was headlining. And that Ooh. was a fun show. Yeah. Uh, and they got some huge, huge names. I mean, I, I got I, I don't remember. Last year was just the Chili Peppers. They headlined one of the days. Um so it's a huge event. Everybody comes down here, and then the third weekend of October is the huge F1 race at Coda. So October is a busy month down here. Well, you should go to one day of the festival, right? So expensive, dude. Really? The one, even the one-day passes are like you're looking at 200-something bucks. Nah, screw that. Screw yeah. that. I mean, I was going to go last year just to see the Chili Peppers and leave, but then you got to logistics of it mm-hmm. it's just uber probably would have been a million dollars it's gonna be twice as much as it normally is um you know all twice as much probably low be, it's probably gonna be four times as much yeah it's probably i mean even from where i'm where i am because nobody wants to drive up to north austin just to go back down into the into the downtown area and then also too is like some of my favorite places for food um you know those places it's gonna be hard as hell to get down there so um this is a weekend where college football will probably be very prevalent. I'll hang around my neck of the woods and then get ready for the trip. All right, man. Well, rest up. Enjoy it. Uh, we'll probably be talking next Tuesday when I get back into the States. So enjoy your weekend, brother. Yeah, you too, man. Safe travels. Have a good time north of the border. Yes, sir. We'll talk to everybody next week. Take care, everybody.